Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I am your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. The other half of the Locked On Texans duo, John, some sports guy Hickman, and getting you ready for football this season. As we know, it will be different, has been different. Pepsi has been here to get us ready for game day, no matter how we watch, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. And for the next six games, (laughs) five of this year, uh, in the first game of next year, whether they are on the Texans roster or not, Will Fuller and Bradley Roby will be suspended for violation of PED use. The news dropped yesterday, right? And the, the, the funny thing about it is, as broadcasters, sports broadcasters, as sports journalists and Cody, I'm sure you can attest to this more than I can. Things happen so fast that whatever you originally have planned can go out of the window, right? And listeners, thank you guys for joining us on this Tuesday. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Texans on all of your major podcasting platforms. That is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And so earlier in the day, I'm texting Cody about a conversation that I thought would be very interesting. And if you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans, I pose a question. Is is Zach Foden just having a flat-out bad time in Houston, or is he out of position? Had a lot of notes and ready to discuss it. And then, boom, we hear about Kenny Stills not getting uh, picked up on waiver, so he's officially a free agent. And I was like, okay, well, happy for Kenny Stills. He'll be able to choose where he wants to go. And then an hour or so later, what do we get? We get Will Fuller will be suspended for the next six games for testing positive for PDUs. And so at that point, we're scrambling, right? We're trying to figure out, do we use this for the entirety entirety of the show? Do we take one segment, two segment, and talk about Zach Fulton? But the sports gods blessed us because... In return, a couple hours later, what do we get? We get Bradley Roby has also been suspended for six games for violating the NFL's drug policy. And don't forget, we got this news literally 10 minutes before we, you and I came on the air. 10 minutes. I, you know what? To be fair, I will go 12 minutes. 11 minutes and 39 seconds is where... We both got the news that Bradley Roby had tested positive. And, you know, because I'm a lighthearted guy, I want to say that having Brian Cushion as your strength and conditioning coach, and then also uh, doing what you did on Thursday against Detroit, getting Matt Patricia fired, you got to know Matt Patricia probably called Bill O'Brien and said, hey, man, what's going on? I, we've never seen Will Fuller this good. And Bill O'Brien probably pissed because he never got this version of Will Fuller. You know, he, he probably told Patricia, you know what? I got a secret. I got a story to tell. And, and that's that's what happened. And the NFL saw eight catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns and said, you know what? Something's just not right. But 
in all seriousness, the ramifications that this has for Houston. Because yesterday, Cody and I thought it was very important to discuss where where will the Houston Texans go with Romeo Cornell leading them in head coach and what he may have to prove. Where will they go in the next five games? And then less than 24 hours later, we get the news. And the ramifications this has for Houston on both sides of the ball. It's, it's, it's tremendous because you were getting a feel for what your future can be. And now that's all put to a stop. We were seeing that, okay, well, this is a dynamic combination and connection between Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller. And now the ramifications for not only the Texans, but Will Fuller as well. Now let's look at the Texans. They don't have Will Fuller, their top receiver, who was fifth in the league after Thursday game in receiving yards. And guess who also is not on the roster anymore? I mentioned him earlier. Kenny Steele is no longer in the roster, on the roster. And so for Houston, now you're, you're trying to scramble because on Ross, right now you have Kiki QT, who a couple of weeks ago was in the so far in the doghouse, he could probably smell his own. You know what I'm saying? You also have Randall Cobb, who's trying to come back from an injury. And now you have to throw out rookie receiver who hadn't played any games this year, Isaiah Cole. And then on the other side, if I'm Will Fuller, this was the year they picked up my fifth year option. And I was going to approach this year, like, I need my money. So I'm going to ball out. And that he was until we find out that, you know, a few months ago, as he liked to put it in the IG post, he was, he trusted a doctor and now he's suspended by the NFL. And so that'll affect his money and where the, the Texans would like to approach the offseason will bring him back next year as well. Look at the other side of Bradley Roby. I mean, guys, we remember how bad the Texas secondary looked with Bradley Roby. Well, we also remember how bad they was without Bradley Roby. And they're going to have to try to figure out for the next five games, what can they do uh, in an area that's already a weak spot to, to try to be competitive? And I think that's very important to look at. I can't wait to discuss some of the ideas that I believe, but also like the offensive side of the ball, this may be the first time we'll see John Reed we drafted out of Penn State, play some significant snaps at cornerback. And, and overall, the message that these two suspensions sends to the team, the organization, the fans, it's a message of, hey, this is 2020, and, and it's, it's all bad. Four and seven, can't go support your team like you want to at the games, can't tailgate, had a head coach GM that completely screwed this team over. Uh, and now as you are starting to see some type of like something to root for Cody and listeners at home, it's snatched from you because of the lack of awareness that honestly, these two players should have had. You're an NFL player, you're making millions of dollars. And I'm not, I'm not attacking you because you make millions of dollars. I'm, I'm attacking your decision because you are a professional and you should have checked what you were given because we've seen in the past. Dwayne Brown here in Houston, when he allegedly went to Mexico and he ate some type of uh, food or something in Mexico and 
whatever was in that meat was on the PED list that the NFL banned. Right? We've seen this happen before where it's just like, hey, I mean, come on, NFL, let me slide with this. They don't let you slide. And so they should have been more cognizant of what they were taking. Uh, so I don't feel bad for them, but I feel bad for Houston in this organization. I feel bad for Romeo Cornell. I mean, he's 70 plus years old. And, and now he has to go into the war room, watch film and figure out how to win a game against the Indianapolis Colts without two of his best players at their positions on Sunday. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Playing phenomenal with Will Fuller as his number one target. And now he has to, on the fly, figure out who can he go to in times. What did I mention last week, Cody? I mentioned how great Will Fuller has been as a closer, right? His go-to guy. Gave you guys the numbers. Now, who's going to make up for that? Do I think Brandon Cooks? Oh, also, Brandon Cooks will be available as well. I'm sorry. Didn't mention that earlier. Do I think Brandon Cooks will be able to give you, give you some great production? Absolutely. But who's going to take Brandon Cooks' spot? This is a mess. This is a mess. And this is the final stamp. God, I hope it is. The final stamp of what the 2020-2021 Texan season has been. This is terrible. I honestly do believe that this is the most embarrassing story of this organization through the whole entire season. And we're talking about an organization who traded away a top-tier receiver, who started off 0-4, who fired their head coach, who was also their general manager, this is by far the most embarrassing story of the season. And John, you know, I'm not going to repeat anything that you just said in your opening statement. You know, we're going to get into what, what this truly means for Will Fuller and, and even these younger guys who actually have the opportunity to step up in their absence. But at the end of the day, this just killed any type of momentum that this team had. A couple weeks ago, can't remember who I was talking to. I, I don't know if it was Deshaun Watson or Justin Reed or J.J. Watt. I can't remember who I was talking to doing the media availability, but I asked them, what is the number one goal to finish off the 2020 season, even if it's not playoff. And the, the main thing that those players said, and even Romeo Cannell is they want to end the season off right. So they do not establish a losing culture heading into the 2021 season. Now you are without your number one receiver. You are now without your number one defensive back. I do not see them winning another game this year. Oh, yeah. And not to mention, the Texans actually started off the day yesterday with a 50% chance of that first-round draft pick being in the top 10. Now you can honestly say it's going to be in the top 10. And at this point, you might as well say it's going to be in the top five. And, oh, yeah, it's not going to us. It's going to Miami. Why? Because that was a primary asset that got you Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills and which, by the way, Steels is no longer a part of this team. So this season has just been terrible all around. It started the day Hopkins left. Um, it's, it's a travesty. That's, that's, that's the best way I could put it. It's just a travesty. And you know, now that we're going to go into the discussion of how this really affects Deshaun Watson and his receiving core, and then afterwards talk about the secondary and how that will affect the entire defense that has struggled historically this year. I think it's worth noting that while Bradley Roby may may have some room to get to get traded or moved on, or uh, I think 
however Houston handles Bradley Roby can be justified. I mean, Bradley Roby has been good, but nothing good about his play has affected how good or lack thereof this defense uh, has played. Now, with Will Fuller, Will Fuller has been good, and it has affected the four wins Houston has. It has affected how great this offense has been, especially as of late. And so that's what we're going to talk about first in the next segment. How does Will Fuller's decision and the suspension affect everything? Money, your pocketbook may start looking light. But right now, the immediate present, this offense that has been rolling. A lot of questions and concerns. We're going to talk about how we feel with this suspension on today's show. Locked on Texas. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. And this football season will be a little bit different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through the game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans like you and I, like the entire world, especially after Thursday night football game, we're the real generational town of that Pepsi fuels, right? We don't go out there on the field. We may not catch passes, but we are the passionate fans. And because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch the game. Pepsi, made for football watching. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody Davis Johnson, sports guy Hickman. Hey, guys, I know we're talking a lot about the NFL drug policy and two Texans being suspended. But tomorrow we have the opportunity to speak with Andre Johnson, the Houston Texans great himself, just talking about his thoughts on the Houston Texans receiving core. You know, how can the young guys like Kiki QT and Isaiah Coulter actually take advantage of this unique opportunity that they have? And of course, what are some of his best memories playing with the Houston Texans as well? So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty sure some of you guys, this might be the first time you guys have checked out Locked On Texans because I know you guys, you know, you guys love a lot of mess and the Houston Texans are in a mess. So don't let today's episode with us talking about the suspension between Will Fuller and, and Bradley Roby be the only time you stop by the Locked On Texans because John and myself, we always have some good treats for you guys. And if you like our talk and everything we have to say about today's show, please be sure to stick around for tomorrow because we will have the one and only, the great, the GOAT, Andre Johnson here with us. Can you guys please stop disrespecting the greatness and forgetting what AJ80 did in this goddamn city? Mm. I'm sorry. I may have gotten a little rude, a little bit unprofessional there. But what Andre Johnson did, playing with Matt Schaub and David Carr and, 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 so, and Sage Rosenfeld will never, ever, ever be forgotten. The greatest Texan receiver. And don't you guys forget that. Debbie the Texan, one of the Texans' biggest fans, said it best on Twitter today. One step forward, two steps back. And of course, we all knew what she was referring to. The news that Will Fuller was suspended due to violating the NFL drug policy. There were several ways we could look at this tonight. What does this mean for the Texans in their final five games of the season? We were talking about this team making a push towards the playoffs and how well they have been playing in recent weeks, especially Will Fuller himself. Now that does not look like a possibility. And two, and most importantly, 
What does this mean for Will Fuller, not only as a Texan, but his career in general? As we all know, Fuller was in his contract season, and he was on the verge of a really big payday. And before I go into what I'm about to say, listen, it's not like he is getting kicked out of the league for making this minor mistake. But this will hurt his pockets for at least a year or two. And with that being said, I've seen some interesting takes that say Houston will be fools to re-sign Will Fuller because of this incident. Let me just say this really quick. Is it embarrassing? Yes. And I actually do feel bad for the guy. But to say that the Texans should not bring him back is a foolish take within itself. And I say that because, if anything, it actually helped the Texans' case to bring him back on a cheaper contract. And ladies and gentlemen, let's keep it real. It's not like Will Fuller is a guy who's always getting himself in trouble. You know, it's not like we're sitting here talking about Antonio Brown. And I hate to use Antonio Brown in this way, but... Brown, you can honestly say, has been a bad face for the NFL over the past two seasons. It's not like we're talking about a character like that. We're talking about Will Fuller. And I get it. I understand it. With him not knowing the drug that he was taking was against the NFL policy, yes, that falls 100% on him because he should have been more careful. He should have been more responsible. But to sit here and say that the Texans should not bring this guy back is absolutely foolish. John and listeners, and I say that because as a reporter, as a fan, I have been very conflicted about what type of deal the Texans should offer Will Fuller. And prior to his suspension, it seems as if the Texans were going to pay close to a max contract to retain his services because he was on the verge of a career year. And I'm not just talking about his on-field production, but Fuller was proven that he could stay healthy through an entire NFL season because outside the game against the Baltimore Ravens in week two, Will Fuller has been fairly healthy throughout this whole entire season. And then you also got to take into consideration that at one time he held all of the leverage because he expressed his desire to not only stay in Houston, but he expressed his frustration that he was being shopped around by the team during the NFL trade deadline. Now, unfortunately for Will Fuller, all that leverage and then some has shifted to the Texans. I don't see a situation where the Texans are going to be in a position where they have to worry about another team coming in and scooping Will Fuller off of their roster because I'm not too sure a lot of teams will be willing to give Will Fuller that max contract that he wants because at the end of the day, it's unfortunate, but he still has not proven that he can play a whole 16-game regular season. The 14 games he played during his rookie season is still his career high. Now, do I believe Will Fuller played his final game as a Houston Texan? No, I do not. But what I will say is this. At the end of the day, I think this situation might have played better for the Houston Texans because now they are not forced to overpay a guy who just gave you one year of being healthy when you know his track record is not a guy who can get through the whole entire season. Yeah, before all of this happened, we, I was looking at Will Fuller like, okay, maybe he can get over $50 million uh, in a contract. But now, with all things considered, I think he would have to be put around the Allen Robinson to Golden Tate money. And that's – Allen Robinson makes – his contract was worth $42 million. Golden Tate contract is worth thirty-seven point five. Guaranteed at signing for Golden Tate was twenty-two point nine. For Allen Robinson, it was 18. 
but Allen Robinson's contract, yearly contract is 14, while Golden Tate is uh, 9.73. So I think between 9.73 to 14, and even at 14, that may now be too high. But I think with this, the PED suspension, uh, not really being able to play and, and be healthy throughout your tenure here in Houston, and not being a solidified number one, at least from what we've seen because of the PED use, he he knocked off between four to five million at least in what he he could have made. And so he was already teetering between tier two and tier three. We look at Allen Robinson, who we now understand and know that he is actually a number one receiver in this league, but at the time he was not. We signed that deal in 2018. But right now, Golden Tate is no longer a number one receiver, right? He's, he's a good number two. That is where Will Fuller was already. But with this, that knocks him down a tier, which knocks him down between 3 to $5 million. But I want to take a look at the receiving roster depth chart core for Houston, for Deshaun Watson, because we know this team doesn't move without Watson. We can agree on that, right? Listeners at home, you're in your car, you're at the grocery store, no matter where you are, we can all agree that Deshaun Watson is the engine to this car, on the field at least. And it sucks for him. I mean, how many damn obstacles does, does he have to jump, right? You got to jump having Zach Foden as your right guard. You got to jump having a, a, a head coach not really put you in a position to win and, and handcuff you. You got you to hurdle over too many obstacles. This is another one. He's overcome obstacles before. We've seen that. He's having an amazing year. And if it wasn't for the record, he'd be a real MVP candidate right now. What if my my and my eyes a favorite? But now on your roster going into Sunday's game against the Indianapolis Coast, first time you will play them this season. And of course, you want to beat your division rivals. You're going to have Brandon Cooks. You're going to have Kiki QT. You're going to have Isaiah Kotler. And more than likely, they're going to bring up Stephen Mitchell from the practice squad. That is going to be very difficult to work with if I'm Deshaun Watson and if I'm Tim Kelly, because Will Fuller allow your offense to open up more because of his deep, uh, deep threat ability. So we're going to go into Sunday's game, and we should expect more for the tight ends. This is a prime game for us to see more Kelly Warren and see how he can be used especially considering with, with Will Fuller going down and Bradley Roby, we'll get to that shortly. The season is like pretty much done, right? I mean, how many more games do you really expect the Texans to win? Maybe Cincinnati, right? Because they don't have Joe Burrow, so that I think they can still pull off a win against Cincinnati. But outside of that, we really don't expect much. And so this week, it'll be very interesting to get more information on Isaiah Kotler, see where he is, with the team on offense and discuss that, but we really do not know much about him outside of what we saw at Rhode Island, the combine. We didn't get an off season to see him play in the preseason. We didn't get any of that. So he's been thrown into the fire. And ultimately overall, this receiving core went from, oh, wow, this is what we were promised the entire off season. This is it. This is what we need to, oh my gosh, we're back to this now. And John, what you also failed to mention how much more pressure is there going to be on the Johnson brothers to step up? Because Romeo Cannell said on yesterday during his media availability that David Johnson is 
more than likely coming back on Sunday. Now you're looking at it from a standpoint, how can you go out there and compete on the offensive side of the ball when your backfield was terrible to begin with, especially with David Johnson? And that's no disrespect to him, but David has been such a liability on, on the offensive side of the ball to the point the offensive performance we have seen ever since he got injured a couple of weeks ago is more so the fact that he wasn't on the field. And is Duke Johnson a hell of a lot better than David Johnson at this stage in his career? No, but Duke Johnson was able to get those extra yardage after the tackle. Duke Johnson actually excelled in the passing game, unlike David Johnson. Now you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have to depend on both of those guys to pick up the slack. And the problem with that statement is (laughs) you can't really depend on one. Exactly. We've been able to see Watson at least have an opportunity to depend on Duke Johnson, but David Johnson has been, you know, unreliable this entire year. And also, let's let's take a look at this, and and you know, to hint at what we're going to discuss for tomorrow as well. That changes the offense entirely for an offensive line. Zach Fulton, who has struggled. They can't create a push. And, and, and what they do is Deshaun has been so great this year, getting the ball out quickly and using his feet and moving around in the pocket. But you take away, you take away Will Fuller, no random call, that changes the dynamic of your offense. And so now my worry is, are we going back to the offense we saw when the Texans were, was 0-4? That's my worry. You know, I also want to tell you guys about Built Go, right? It's it's just amazing. It's kind of sweeping the, the workout nation. It's sweeping the gyms. It's keeping everybody where they need to be. And uh, Built Go just makes you the best you at whatever you do. That's what it does. That is the main objective. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break right through it with Go every day. Easy to take in a 1.5-ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. If you're playing some flag football with your boys, it's good for that. Or you can just put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilgo is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's so natural for the body. It's just completely better. It's like drinking a monster with a third of caffeine and better results. With three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my favorite, chocolate mint. I like mint. You know, mint, mint, it gives you like this fresh feeling at the end. You know what I mean? Whenever you drink it or eat it. Built Go combines energy gel with a collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff, and it's great to ignite your work. It ignites my work as well. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Conspiracy theorist Hickman is here. My conspiracy theory is Bill O'Brien definitely made a call to the league office not because he knew for sure something was going on with Will Fuller, but 
is in a fantasy league and played against Will Fuller. And Will Fuller's dropped 40 points in fantasy this, this week. Didn't like that. And when that happened, that started the ripple effect. And Will Fuller pulled a Nino Brown. If I'm going down, all y'all going down with me. Everybody getting tested. Bradley Roby came up positive. But, you know, in all seriousness, I was just joking around, guys. But in all seriousness, the Texas defense is ranked number 31 in the league right now. They're bad running the ball, stopping the run, rather. They're, they're bad stopping the pass. Haven't gotten a lot of breaks this year. The last two games they play, especially against the Detroit Lions, they played phenomenal on defense. And, and let's say this. Let's also mention the fact that Romeo Cornell and Anthony Weaver spoke about how the, the difference between guys, especially first-year players, second-year players, third-year players, but the difference between guys early on in the season compared to now after Weaver kind of set a light, a, a fire under them, it's just everybody's more confident, you know, and, and we're seeing the difference. But again, just like Will Fuller, Bradley Roby getting suspended for the next six games changes everything. And just like Will Fuller, the question is now, will we see the rookie? Will we see John Reed? Just like we had about Isaiah Kohler, will we see the rookie John Reed? Is this the time that Lonnie Johnson goes back down to cornerback? That's a thought. No. Right, because we've been mainly so. seeing no. him. I'm, I'm sorry, well, John, well, well, to, well, to cut you off, but he has looked so good. I'm not going to say ever since they made the switch to him as safety, but I, I, I think. The last two games, he looked so much better. Yeah, yeah, by, by far. But what, what I say, I don't want to see him back at corner. I get it. We, we might need him, but he is starting to excel at safety. I don't want to see that change. Well, the reason why I ask that is because there, there's going to be changes, right? Th that's going to be inevitable. And the question that I have for, for, for you and listeners at home, who would you rather have at cornerback? We know how bad Vernon Hargraves has been, but he's already the starter. And now we have to look at since Bradley Roby is going to be out for the next six games for Houston, who's third in the AFC South at four and seven. They play their AFC South rival, Indianapolis on Sunday. Let's take a look at their depth chart, and 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 you gotta pick who you want to see out there on the field. You have Philip Gaines, Keon Crossing, then you have Vernon Hargraves, John Reed, Cornell Armstrong, and we also know Garyon Conley is also out on IR. We won't see him at all this year. So right now, the starting cornerback is Philip Gaines. Nobody wants to see Gaines get majority of the snaps. And I think if we're going to take a look at this season, and as safety, you have Justin Reed. You also have Eric Murray. You also have A.A. Moore. Michael Thomas is on IR. So at the safety position, they're also short as well. They only have four safeties, A.J. Moore, Reed, Murray, and Lonnie Johnson. The thing about Johnson is you can use him as a hybrid defender. If you want to bring him down, in the box, you can do that. If you want to switch them out, play them at some nickel, you can do that. If you want to leave them at high safety, you can do that as well. You can do a few things with Lonnie Johnson. Uh, some things may not work better or more than others, but some things he has been successful with. It just causes so much disrupt 
for a game that everybody on this team wants to win. They want to get their first win against the Indianapolis Colts. And it will be difficult. The secondary, it, it may be in worse shape than the receiving core. Because at least with the receiving core, you know you still have Deshaun Watson to throw you the ball. All you have to do is find a way to get open and make the catch. But with the secondary, you have to worry about if the front seven will cause disruption and get after the quarterback and not allow the quarterback to have the ball for so long. And then after that, the, co the connection and communication between the other secondary members. Philip Gaines is just not good in the NFL, man. And he's just starting left cornerback. I'd be looking for a superhero performance for Deshaun Watson. I'm looking for a superhero performance from uh, Larry Tunsil. I'm, I'm sorry to say, John, but this is the NFL. This isn't the NBA where you can have one guy go Superman and carry a team to victory because as great as Deshaun Watson might be, there's nothing he can do to help this team on defense. And you're absolutely right. This is the predicament these players have put their franchise in. Um, with already having a bad year overall, with the offense is just starting to really, really click. And, and Deshaun Watson, man, he's done wonders. Uh, now you take away his number one weapon twice. Hey, listen, <laughs> within a 11-month span, Deshaun Watson has had his number one receiver taken away twice. On the flip side, Bradley Roby will no longer be playing for this historically bad defense. And Bradley Roby is not a bad cornerback, just to put that out there. None of these guys can do. Now we will have to see, just like we mentioned early, uh, earlier in the month, actually, we started off this month. Now, for the next five games, what are we going to be looking for? How can these young players come up, right? How can we, how can we get a full diagnostics of who these young players are and how can, how can they affect the Texans moving forward? And I think that's something we really need to look forward to anyway, simply because they have a more likely chance to, you know, be here next year because of the draft capital, or lack thereof Houston has, and then Houston still trying to, Houston's still trying to make sure that they don't overexert themselves in free agency because of the lack of money that they have in their cap situation. So it'll be very interesting. And second year player I want to look at is defensive lineman Charles Omene, who with 11 QB hits this season is tied for second amongst uh, defensive linemen drafted in 2019, despite the fact that he's received a smaller share of playing time at 41% than anyone else in the top 10. I'm really still big on Omenehu. Still want to see what uh, Ross Blacklock is going to do along with Jonathan Gennard. But on Sunday, I want to see two players, John Reed and Isaiah Coleman. And those two guys literally affected directly by the actions of Will Fuller and Bradley Roby. Well, they have a unique opportunity. And what I will say those are two guys you and I have been talking all season long that we wanted to see. Now the Texans have no excuse not to put them out on the field. This is also, you know, something we're going to continue to look at throughout the week. I'm sure we're going to hear more news and noise about what those two guys are doing along with how the Houston Texans will adjust to life without Fuller and Bradley Roby. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. 
cannot wait to discuss Texans football throughout the entire week with you guys. I love doing this. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Also follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy Locked On Tone. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore twenty four. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore twenty four. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.